0: episode of Music Ray Gun. I'm Paul Campanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. So Kirk, yeah. I want to tell you about something. Please. Something I found this week. Okay. I'll show it to you. Ooh. Can you see that? Do
1: you it see what is, that is? It's a piece
0: of rock. It's a quartz. This is a crystal. It's a crystal? Kirk, do you see what color that is? Can you see what color that is?
1: Um It looks on my computer black, but is it purple? It's purple.
0: Oh, it does not read purple at all. I found a purple crystal, Kirk. Where did you find the purple crystal? I can't tell you that.
1: Oh my God, that's right. You can't tell me.
0: And I also can't tell you the secret, which I now know. (laughs) Can you tell
1: me if the secret has changed your life? Of course it has, Because
0: <laughs> it's a secret from Prince. I, I can't say for sure if that's the fact. The only things that I can tell you are this. I found this amethyst mm-hmm. and now I know the secret. Is your life better? Yes. Ah, oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> but you know what? I have, you know, we have reason to believe There are up to three more of these out Yeah, I'm gonna, you know I'm going out for daily
1: walks I'm gonna gonna keep an eye out And if I find one, oh my god (laughs) You'll get to know the secret I get to know the secret I'm wondering if it's the same secret Or is it a different secret for different crystals?
0: Kirk Yes It's not you get to know a secret It's It's you get to know the the, secret
1: Okay, right. fair enough Oh, this is going to be great. That's all I can say. That's
0: all I can say. (laughs) Well, let's do corrections and clarifications because there's a few things uh, stuck in my craw.
1: Sure. Get them unstuck. Uh, Do you have anything? Uh, You know what? (laughs) I didn't. And then I went, oh, I did. And then I forgot about it. So I'm like, oh, I must be good.
0: Okay. Maybe one of mine will remind me because I have a few. Quick one to to start. Brian Johnson is the lead singer of ACDC. Not Brian Jones. Brian Jones oh, was in the Rolling Stones. Okay. I just misspoke. The wrong yeah. name slipped off my trust. It happens. I know who's who. Yeah. I just said the wrong you, name. You knew. So this is a bit of a clarification, because I was you were talking about how you were going through all of Prince's albums. Yes. All the songs. Yes. And I was talking about how there's just there's too much yes. Prince for me to get through. So just to be clear, the Love Symbol album, which is the one that has seven and Sexy M.F. on it. Yes. From 1992. Yes. That's the album that's like sort of the last one for me.
1: Oh, it's even when earlier. That's sort of
0: after that I kind of stopped paying attention. Oh, wow. Now, okay. for the record, that is Prince's 14th studio album. Okay. Now, any other artist, if if in a lifetime they put out 14 albums, that would be a lot.
1: It'd be And huge. if as
0: many of them are as good as Prince's. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. That's a career. That's still legendary. Yes. Okay. After 1992, after I stopped paying attention, do you know how many studio albums Prince put out?
1: Uh, give me a second because I'm in the midst of it. I'm uh, going backwards. So I'm on, Eman- I, I am on Emancipation right now. I'm on the okay. first, uh, first disc of Emancipation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, oh God, I'm trying to do this fast.
0: Love Symbol is number 14. How many yeah, more uh, were there It would, take, it
1: would t- Well, there would be, uh, studio-wise, there would be Come. There would be Old Friends for Sale. I'm not doing these in order. There would be The Gold Experience, Emancipation. Maybe you call, Maybe you count uh, Crystal Ball because that was the studio album, even though it was B-Sides. I'm going to say... 12 more, because I, I can count them, but I, I, I take too long.
0: After the Love Symbol album, yeah. you put out 25 more albums. There are 39 Prince Studio albums. When they say studio, yeah. oh, you know what? That
1: makes sense, because there was a bunch of them that I just listened to that you couldn't mm-hmm. get. You only yeah. get if you belong to the NPG uh, uh, Music Club, right? <clears throat> which I was never going to pay for. Yeah, yeah. You've uh, talked about that
0: before. I did listen because they're on Spotify. Eh, mixed bag, yeah. Mi- mixed bag. A mixed bag. Twenty five. <laughs> yeah. Mixed bags. I'm mixed sure. Bags. I'm sure a lot of them are better than mixed bag. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's just I can't. It's so it just feels like homework. <laughs> like. Oh to, yeah. I mean, trust yeah.
1: me. I'm on Emancipation, and I've been yeah. like, oh my god, I think I've listened. That's about right. I've listened about
0: like nineteen or twenty albums already. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not even in the '80s yet. Yeah. And when you say you're listening to them, are you just sort of like you play them once and you have them out in the background, or you really like you, you know, you listen to it over and over again all day and sort of immerse yourself in it? And no,
1: I ain't got no time for that.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's strictly while I'm working. So when okay. I'm working, no podcasts no different music no switching to like oh let's put on let's let's put on some John Coltrane right now it's mm-hmm. i have to finish it so when i'm working it's prince
0: Starting do you from- feel as big a prince fan as you are and i'm not trying to shame you if the answer mm-hmm. is no i'm just genuinely curious like if you're listening to any of any album from an album from 2007 yeah let's say, and you that, have it on. That would do be Planet Earth. You know every song by title, like while you're listening to it. If I said, like, "Hey, what song is this that's on?" Would you know it? Yeah. Well, like, I'm guaranteed yeah. every album without checking. Okay. No, so not you know, every album. You
1: know the albums then. I know the albums. I know the studio albums. So, okay. like, like you said, 2007. That should that would be uh, Planet Earth. the album Planet Earth.
0: Okay. So yeah, um, you even know yeah. them in order.
1: Um, yeah. So I, uh, yeah, so I know them. There's the later ones that I haven't listened to as much, like Hit and Run 2, Hit and Run 1, which I don't know as well. Yeah. Uh, but from a certain, t- till about 2010, which is the album 2010, I, I know really yeah. well.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I sort of, I'm not much of an albums guy in general, so there's a lot of artists I like, but I don't necessarily know every track on every album you know, by heart. Yeah. So that's a Yeah, it,
1: get, it gets harder after 2010.
0: Yeah. After he he was in the 30s. of
1: <laughs> Yes, <was about>. exactly. <laughs> kind of lost a little steam there.
0: Yeah. All right. In our last episode, I alluded to uh, Billboard's top rock songs of the decade, 2010 to 2019. Yes. And I thought for fun, I would count them down for you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> do to let it. you know what they are, just yes. to make people mad who are listening. So these are the top top rock songs of the decade. Again, not the best 10. Yeah. Objectively, the biggest hits. Yes. According to... Scientifically yeah. proven by numbers. Yes. Number 10. Oh, by the way, I only know two of these songs. Wow. And uh, I think... Two, oh, three of them. I know three of them. Okay. And the three that I know are, I believe, to be terrible. <laughs> so so number 10 is stressed out by 21 pilots.
1: Oh yeah, that's bad.
0: I don't know that I've, I know that I've sort of heard of 21 pilots yeah I know because of the kids. Number nine is ride by 21 pilots that I don't know okay number eight is feel it still by Portugal the man. No idea what those words mean. <laughs> It's a song in a band. <laughs> Number seven, Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. No. Nope. No. Uh, so far we have not hit one that I know. But these are the bottom five yeah. of the top ten. Number six, Heathens. Do you know who that? Who did that song, Heathens? Uh, no. 21 Pilots. Wow. They're very very popular. They have three so far in the top ten number five this is one that i remember Mm -hmm. this is the one i know the best that i heard a lot okay against my will it's called ho hey by the lumineers vague that's a vaguely that that folky ass the mandolin and the yeah yeah that's a terrible song number four is is way up there for one of the worst songs of the decade High Hopes by Panic at the Disco.
1: Oh, yeah. anything by Panic at the Disco is bad.
0: They're terrible. They're terrible. Yeah. Uh, number three. I've heard of this, but I don't know what it sounds like. Radioactive by Imagine Dragons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know that.
0: Yeah. And number two. I know this terrible song. It's called Thunder by, <laughs> by Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons and Twilight Pilots are, you know. Yeah. And the number one rock song of the decade 2010 to 2019 is called believer by imagine dragons <laughs> I don't know if I know believer believer
1: um I don't I don't wow uh yeah so we can safely say that imagine dragons and Twenty One Pilots are the Beatles and Rolling Stones of this generation. <laughs> we can safely say that, apparently.
0: Well, it depends on what you mean, because this is tracking sales only, not critical evaluation or cultural impact.
1: I was going by uh, say, assumption of sales, because yeah. they, weren't they always like neck and neck, the Beatles and... Rolling Stones,
0: I I assume, are the number one selling band of the 60s. And the best band of the 60s. And the Stones have to be at least close second or something. But I'm sure this isn't that unusual. I'm sure if you look at the top 10 rock songs of the 1980s, it's all like hair metal.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure
0: Foreigner's in there at least twice. Yeah. It's not like you're going to see like the replacements and Husker Du and uh, (laughs) Black Flag on the, you know. It's just the the charts. It's all numbers. Yes,
1: that was that was. I'm glad to do that because I was like, "Oh shit, wow!"
0: And and I want to clarify one other thing. Okay, now there was a question in the music trivia quiz that was: How many platinum sales does a hit single need to be? No, how many? How many million sales? How many millions Mm -hmm. does a, a single need to sell to be considered platinum? Yes, and the answer was. I answered 1 million. Mm -hmm. The card said that was incorrect. Yes. That the answer is 2 million. So I want to clarify the background on this because I did a little digging and I found out some interesting things.
1: Oh, okay. Cool. Uh,
0: In the United States, because every country has different rules. Mm -hmm. In the United States, a gold record is a single or album. That managed to sell 500,000 units That's gold
1: Yes, that sounds right I'm familiar with that
0: Yeah, The award was launched in 1958 Originally, the requirement for a gold single Was 1 million units sold And a gold album resented, represented a million dollars in sales So a oh. million dollars for albums A million units for singles was gold Okay Originally In 1975, the additional requirement of 500,000 units sold was added for gold albums. Hmm. So so 500,000 for a gold album. Yes. Then uh, reflecting growth in record sales, the Platinum Award was added in 1976 for albums able to sell a million units and singles able to sell two million units. Oh, okay. So what happened when my father asked the question is I didn't I didn't hear that he was asking about singles. Oh, which is not that I knew that anyway. Yeah, I probably still would have said a million. Yeah, because I always thought of of platinum sales in terms of albums. I didn't even think in terms of singles. I
1: didn't I never think in terms of singles either.
0: Right. So I was thinking albums, which is why I insisted that it was a million, which is correct. But the question was asking about singles, oh, and, okay. and and the answer was correct that it was two million for singles. However, mm-hmm. there's more. Ooh! In 1989, the sales threshold for singles was reduced to five hundred thousand for gold and a million for platinum. So since 1989, albums and singles are the same: five hundred thousand for gold, a uh-huh. million for platinum. But as we say every week, <laughs> yeah. the game was published in 1985. That's right. And so that's that's the ruling that we the first time we put this on the podcast we said that. Yeah. You have to answer what's on the card. So if it says somebody's alive and they're dead now, yep. It's 1985 we're playing in 1985. Yes, exactly. So it was correct. But I never knew that. I didn't know that they changed the gold posts on these things so many times. I didn't either. They must yeah. be just like, they just must be like, hey, it's getting too hard. No, it's getting too easy. Let's yeah. move it around. Based on based on just the way album sales go as a whole in the culture. Yeah. They'll they'll change the, the rules. If this was
1: Trivia Pursuit 1995 edition, mm-hmm. we'd be we would be
0: golden gods. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one who won on rock and roll jeopardy <laughs> i do you've I already st- proved it in front of a national audience I do. i still got to convert that Con- i haven't had that chance yeah that's right yeah. uh so that's that's it for corrections and clarifications that was a good one I'm glad you did that yeah i thought the gold the gold and platinum uh stuff was interesting because i yeah. never knew all that stuff had no idea but now it's time for donut Don't at me Don't at me Okay, don't at me is the part of the mini-episode When Kirk and I each say a hot take Or an unpopular opinion about something in music But we don't care about anyone else's opinion So please don't at us Please don't You want to go first or something?
1: I'll go, I'll go first this time, since I went okay. second last time uh, another, another quick one I'm not going to hate on the Black Eyed Peas And neither should you Don't at me
0: why shouldn't
1: i <laughs> i tell you i tell you why i had yeah. a big turnaround on them um because i think i've stated it before mm-hmm. i when the black eyed peas first came out and they were kind of this neo-funk rap alternative thing they were yeah, they amazing. were like
0: post-native tongues yeah wannabe consciousness rap
1: yeah it, they were played on kcrw here in la the they were good. station they were great yeah i remember them. Yeah. They had two albums that were like that. And you're like, oh, these, these guys are fantastic. Yeah. And then, you know, the, it's not a perception. They did straight up like, let's just, let's sell, sell out. out. Let's yeah. sell out. And over time, I used to be like, oh, what the fuck? Why would they do that? They ruined it. And then I went, no, I'm good. You go ahead and sell out. <laughs> you go ahead and sell out. It's fine yeah. if it, if you're happy with it and you completely change it. I used to be mad at you. I can't anymore. Swim in your money. That is
0: wonderful. Um, So you were, you were, your problem with them was more that they sold out, not just that they were, that they sucked.
1: No, because I was more that they sold out because they changed their sound so much. Yeah. And then, again, this might be nostalgic, but I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I like Let's Get It Started. Oh, I like I'm a B. I'm a B is a good song. And so, (laughs) I think I heard I'm a B like maybe a week ago and I went, okay, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm uh, changing course. I like yeah. Amabee, so I, I can't be mad at them anymore. So I've decided I'm not going to be, and I don't think
0: anyone else should. I mean, other bands have taken that, that sharp of a turn before, like Genesis, for example. Yeah. Which went from like a real hard prog sound to a straight up pop sound. Yeah. The difference is, though, Genesis had, you know, like Peter Gabriel left the band, and yeah. then someone else took over, and that's when they changed direction. And the Black Eyed Peas, it's always been Will I Am, and I kind of feel like, even when they were better when they started, mm. he was still just following trends. You know oh, what I mean? I don't think it, I don't see it as a sellout so much as this guy is just unoriginal and he's doing what's already marketable. Oh, and that so is when very that changed, he followed. That's how I see it. Okay, okay. Because they were good, I wouldn't say that they were fantastic. I wouldn't put them up there with like a Tribe Called Quest or you know. No, they were, good. they were serviceable. They, they were serviceable. I would say, they were more than serviceable.
1: Yeah, it's funny because the only it was those first two albums that I was really like, oh, they're going to be amazing. I can't wait to see what they put up, and yeah. they were amazing dancers and really eclectic. And then it just changed, and they're like, oh, wow, okay,
0: yeah. this is this is. Well, they is added new. Fergie and they went straight pop. Yeah, Which, and I'm, you know, I'm okay I don't, with that. Yeah, that's I'm fine. okay. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: give I'm a another chance. This is pretty good. There
0: was a song I think it was called hey mama it was uh, an elephant, yes. which was like yeah. the, one of the early songs after they added Fergie. yeah I always like that one yeah there's always so, one you like I don't universally hate them I think people generally think of like my humps and they're just like what is yeah. this yeah <laughs> is not my humps is not good you know yeah. where is the love that's not even that good either that one's not great no, no.
1: Um, well
0: and when I am is just sort of an annoying guy but Apple D app. He's the fucking rules. Best guy in the group. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Paul. Paul gets it. Yeah. Paul. We're such typical music <laughs> sounds. I don't like the Black Eyed Peas, but Apple D. App is actually the best <laughs> member. I mean, he should just really go solo, and i totally yeah. follow him. I think Apple D. App has solo albums. I no. think he does. <laughs> it's terrible because yeah. I haven't listened to him. So I'm going to jag off even more. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's my donut. I don't know the difference between Deer Tick, Deer Hoof, and Deer Hunter, and I don't want to know. Don't at me. I don't either, but I do know two of those names. Yeah, I know all three bands I, are like hipster indie bands, yeah. and I've never, and I've heard all of them, but I don't know which one is which, and it, it's all the same <laughs> to me. And you're not going to put the sweat equity to figure it out. No, and one of them's from Rhode Island. One of them's a hometown hero. I'm wait a still, minute. I don't ha, even hang, remember Wait, name. hang on. One yeah. of them is from Rhode Island, and you're still yeah. not going to try to figure out which one? <laughs> no. I mean, I have known in the past. Like, I've known, like, I've heard something, and some said, oh, this is Deer Tick. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. But then I don't remember which one is which, because I never really liked anything that I was hearing. Mm-hmm. And they all sort of fall into the same category of, like, you know, pitchfork hipster bands, which it's not like I dislike. Hipster bands, but yeah. just these three, none of coincidentally none of the three indie bands with deer in their name really <laughs> yeah. did anything for me. And so I don't ever remember which one is which. I would have loved if you'd liked one song
1: and you thought it was Deer Tick and someone went up to you and was like, No, that's Deer Hunter. And you're like, <laughs> What?
0: Yeah. And then a the third person was like,
1: Oh, but actually it's Deer Hoof <laughs> And then you just kill yourself.
0: Yeah. And uh, it, they also all came at a time when like a lot of those types of bands had animals in their names. Yeah. You know? Like Grizzly Bear. And, oh, God, that band. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of animal names and three of them used deer. And I'm just like, I can't be bothered. <laughs> I don't have time for that. So <laughs> That's it's great. not even that I hate them. It's just that they're, they don't mean anything to me. Yeah. You don't,
1: you're not putting them. in the effort. you got other things to do.
0: I think Deer Tick is the Rhode Island band. Oh, I hope so.
1: Cause that's the I'm best, best, the best sure. name.
0: Yeah, hmm. Deer chick, chick is the best name out of the three. Yeah, and then the, there's and there's an album cover I always think of where it's a drawing of somebody wearing a mask and they've been stabbed with bananas, so they have bananas, like in their in their body and like blood coming out where they've been stabbed, and it's a weird album cover, and it's either deer hoof or deer hunter, and I don't fucking know. I don't know if I like that album cover or I'm just annoyed by that album cover. It's, it's neither in its <laughs> <laughs> Just like the music. Yeah, it's their album cover fixed the music. Very illustrative of the, of the music within. Oh, boy. Yeah. But now it's time for Top 5's. Since Kirk and I are quarantined and we can't maintain the show's regular format, we created this segment to fill out our mini-episode format. Right, Kirk? Oh, yeah. Each week, we'll choose a different topic for a list. Then we'll each list our top five items for that topic. Pretty simple. Yeah, not complicated. This week's topic, taken from the movie High Fidelity, is top five side ones, track ones. Yeah. Album openers.
1: Love this idea when you brought it up have thought about it when I saw the movie, before I saw the movie. I've talked about it with friends. Yeah, it's a a good one. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh,
0: When John Cusack's character pitches the idea in the movie, he prefaces it by saying, I'm feeling kind of basic today. (laughs) Of course, that's right. So so we'll get it out of the way. I'll start because you started last time. Sure. This one was a little tough for me because it made me consider like, what do I consider a great side one track one? What does that mean to me? Is it just... Any good song mm-hmm. that's the first track on an album, I said, well, that's not really enough no, it wasn't for, for me. That wasn't
1: for me either, yeah.
0: So for me, it has to be like it's it's a real statement song. It really like is a song that tells you what you're in for. Yes, with this album, agree and maybe with this band. And then on top of that, I noticed that i I was landing on a lot of debut albums.
2: Which I think is going to
0: happen naturally, but Mm -hmm. I I said I don't Mm -hmm. want all debut albums on this list Mm because that's almost like a different list. Yeah. So I have three debut albums and two. I think both of the other ones are second albums. I can't remember, but as we go through it, I have. I'll I'll let you know.
1: I have one debut, Mm -hmm. uh, one number second album, Mm -hmm. one third album. Yeah. And then one uh, like th- uh, one th- another third album, and and then one album that's like you'll figure it out. It's like the fifteenth album. Yeah, <laughs> the Prince. The seventeenth album. Yeah, actually, seventeenth album. Okay. Yeah, I found this when you when you brought this up, I was like, oh yeah, good idea. And I was like, I was gonna like kind of make a meal of it. I was gonna like look at all my albums, look at like go through all the CDs I have, and kind of go, oh, let's really figure this out. And then all five came in one big flood, and I was like, well, there it is. I just it, it, it was actually <laughs> really fast. I yeah. didn't even have to think about it that much.
0: Yeah, I uh, yeah, I thought about it for a while because I, you know you always want to mitigate like that thing of after we record and then you go, oh my god, I forgot my actual like favorite one. You know, <laughs> what like was the I most thinking? In the world. Yeah. And then I also do not want to just be like five Beatles albums. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you to either. And the other thing that happened was a lot of songs that I thought in my head were album openers were actually not. Oh, interesting. After I checked them. oh, I think that's a track one, side one. No, it's like number three, you know.
1: Oh, that is really
0: interesting. Yeah. But okay, I'll start. Uh, Okay. Number five. Top. My number five side one, track one. Down on the street by the Stooges from okay. Funhouse, 1970. What? Don't know it, of course. You might recognize it if you heard it. Okay. Is that yeah. the big
1: song off of it?
0: I would say, I mean, the Stooges don't have hits. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> but they have popular songs. I would say that's um, made probably the the most popular song in that album. That's their second album. They only did three. Okay. Um, And that is... The opener for funhouse which is it's it's great i mean the song is called down on the street Mm -hmm. and it's like the grimiest song you've ever heard like it (laughs) sounds nasty it sounds Mm -hmm. like it sounds sweaty yeah sounds like someone's gonna start a fight you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah it it you can smell that song and it nice. doesn't smell good. <laughs> well, smells, yeah. You know what I mean? It smells like garbage and yeah. people and and it's called down on the street and it sounds like it, you know? Is the rest of the album similar or does it... I mean, all... all <laughs> I guess yes, that's true. Yeah. They all... Yeah. Well, they don't all sound the same. I mean, they, they definitely have a sound, but, but Raw Power, which is their third album, is way closer to punk. It's a lot faster mm-hmm. and like more speedy by which i mean like drugs it's more yeah like and and uh, funhouse is like grungier i wouldn't say it, it doesn't sound like the music genre grunge but it, yeah it sounds it has that it's like kind of slower and more grinding and oh okay restier. yeah um, that, so 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 down on the street is a definite statement of purpose for that album
1: now here's a question that i'll probably
0: ask throughout
1: yeah, because uh, it's not necessarily holds true. It certainly doesn't hold true for me. Is it your favorite song on the album?
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. But it's not my favorite Stooges album. Okay. In fact, I'd probably rank it third of the three. Oh, really? Yeah. That's very interesting, considering. But that's I, a, but as as a uh, as a side one track one, yeah. I'm going to give down on the street, the edge to the other two. Although 1969 from their first album is pretty strong as well. Yeah,
1: Was it a tough call? Did you, or were you like, no, it was always going to be down on the street. For... Um,
0: I think it was, I think 1969 occurred to me first. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh no, wait, actually there's another better side. Oh. Just... Yeah. That happened to like, me. I on... considered 1969 and then I was like, nah. And then I said, put down on the street yeah that
1: happened to me on my prince one which we'll get into Mm. yeah spoiler yeah well it's i mean it's not a spoiler (laughs) because i assume all five of yours are prince i mean i could have but i didn't want to be uh mm -hmm. a dummy um so my number five big shock let's do a 180 Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) uh side one cut one number five for me is sweet love by anita baker uh, okay and it's what year uh, that is what album? 80 it's off so. for rapture uh okay. it's her second album that is uh, 1986 okay. so that's um how you mentioned earlier how it's kind of like a declaration mm-hmm. that whole first that first song this is a declaration of like oh this is a love album okay. this and it's like the, the song itself has a lot of like gearing up before she even sings. It's mm-hmm. a lot of just like, we're going to do like a 30 second instrumental before we even get to Anita singing. And it's all like a build up. It's a huge, huge build up. And it's like, it's build up to fucking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. that is She's my-
0: giving you time to get into what you're doing.
1: Exactly. She's prepping you going, hey, get ready because what I'm about to throw down, (laughs) you're going to... You can't just jump
0: into it." Yes.
1: This is out of the five. This is the only one that's my... It is my favorite song off the album. It's my favorite uh, Anita Baker song. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so good and it makes so much sense as a side one uh, track one that on my love mixtapes in college, it was the first one on side A. Always. (laughs) No matter what slow jam <laughs> yeah. mixtape I had It was always started with Side A Anita Baker, Sweet Love
0: Now in High Fidelity As long as we're using that as a template In the, yes. in the book and the movie When Rob lists his rules for making a mixtape Yes you are According to his rules You should not Start a mixtape With a song that starts an album Or ends an album Because it's cheating You're saying this song is so powerful, you had no choice. It's so
1: powerful, and I need all the help I can get, (laughs) so I'm going to use it as a crutch. So, I mean, I, I can understand that for like an everyday
0: mixtape, but this is a, this is an F jam mixtape. And I mean, I would say you could use "Down on the Street" on a mix like that, but it would be have to be for a different sort of encounter.
1: <laughs> it's a different
0: sort of effing. <laughs> it's a little different, yeah. but still, I'm I, I'm not familiar with the song that you're talking about. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if, um, both of us are a little unfamiliar with each other's songs.
1: Yes, but I'll yes. definitely check it out. You'll, you'll understand it when you hear like the, basically the preamble before she starts singing. It's a yeah. lot of, there's, it's a lot of beginning.
0: As opposed to like, let's get it on, which literally has like just those three notes and <laughs> yeah. then smash Marvin <laughs> Gaye's in yes. there. Time to plow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is different.
1: Yeah. This is a little like, we're here for a while, guys. Mm-hmm. We're not rushing. The loving ain't going nowhere.
0: <laughs> so let's just Did you do any like, um, like... Vamping or scatting or otherwise improvising over the over the lead in? Like No, it's straight up instrumental. She she in-stream-up, okay. she
1: vamps at the end.
0: Okay. Yeah. Straight up instrumental. Yeah. To, yeah. To check it out. Uh, all right, shall I do my number four? Please. My number four, mm. side one, track one, is see no evil by television from the album Marky Moon, nineteen seventy seven. <laughs>
1: i only know television by their name and their importance
0: yeah we talked about television um what was the episode i remember it was because i was talking about robert robert quine who's playing uh and and we watched them perform a song from their reunion album in the early 90s yeah but this is from their debut album marky moon which is which is much more famous for its title track
2: Okay. And even maybe
0: a couple of other songs on the album. I like "See No Evil" because I think it's the poppiest song on the album. Mm-hmm. Like for being considered a punk punk band or at least punk adjacent, because they were part of the New York City CBGB scene mm-hmm. back then. They aren't really punk so much as, like, proto-New Wave. And and the That's, thing about that band yeah. is, yeah, they had two guitar players and they were sort of, like, two lead guitars. And a lot of their songs ha- are, are really long. Like, most of the songs on that album are longer than five minutes, which you know how I feel about it. I was about that. to say, does that bother you? I mean, they're great songs. It's okay. not a hard and fast rule that I hate a song if it's longer okay. than five minutes. But they were sort of, like, a jam bandy, Not in their sound, but, like, lots of long guitar solos. Mm-hmm and the unique thing about the band was the interplay of their two lead guitarists and how they'd sort of like weave in and out of each other and go on these long solos and see no evil has some good soloing, but it doesn't fuck around too much. It's like, it's under four minutes. Okay. It it, it comes in hot and it's like a real rocker. Uh, And, and to me it's the most exciting song on the album. Like the rest of the album is more cerebral, Mm -hmm. but see no evil is just like pow. It, it 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 eases you into what they're going to do with the rest of the album. I, I've always felt that Television
1: always seemed like that was like the band's band. Every band yeah. was like, oh Television, don't you can't even touch them,
0: right? Like a Velvet Underground, or yeah, something like that. yeah. There was, was the thing they always say about uh, the Velvet Underground's first album, like almost nobody bought it, but everyone who did started a band.
1: <laughs> yes, I've heard yeah. that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you're right. It is sort of the same thing with marky Moon. Yeah, but I think because of that, I don't want to say noodliness, but that some almost experimental, sort of exploratory guitar soloing. Mm-hmm. I think it was a smart decision to to kick off the album with something a little more conventional, that has some of the cool guitar soloing, but not in a way that's going to put you off, like. Uh, this is too much too soon.
1: Yeah, because I know you're not a fan of the noodling, so I,
0: I imagine. Yeah, they don't noodle. I mean, I like, I love both of their uh, Richard Lloyd and and uh, um, I can't believe I'm blanking on uh, Tom Verlaine's guitar playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but see no evil. I think in a weird way because it's different, and is the most conventional. It's it it's a good leadoff because it. it It like eases you in it doesn't alienate you you yeah i mean if you're if you're used to something else it's like okay we're going to give you that first and sort of welcome you in Mm -hmm. and then uh and then and then open it up so that by the time you get to the title track which i think is track three now you can you can you know You've grown a custom. Lie back and yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I always think that's always important. That's a good aspect of a, a, a side one, a cut one yeah. of like, let's, let's bring you in, let's get you ready. Uh, right. So you don't go, wait, what is this? I'm not listening to this. I can't handle it anymore.
0: Cause, cause Marky Moon, the song, which is the centerpiece of the album and their, and their masterpiece is like almost nine minutes long, I think. Wow. So it's like, you don't want that. You don't no. want, to, you know, don't make no. that side one track one. No, no one wants that. That's yeah. not a good call. Yeah. What year was it? 77. Oh, okay. Third right. The year of punk. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yep. All right. My number four uh, is The Boomin' System by LL Cool J from Mama Said Knock You Out
0: oh okay I don't know uh, that song I thought you were saying the name of the band was The Boomin' System oh like, no I've never even a, heard of those that'd be a that great band. name no the song is called The Boomin' System
1: by LL Cool J uh, 1990 1990 yeah. great album mm-hmm. uh, that is his oh no I'm sorry that's not his for, that's his f- third fourth no he had Radio
0: Bigger and Deffer. Walks walk at fourth with, Walk with the Panther
1: well, so it's fourth yeah. yeah, radio, bigger and deafer, walk like a panther, mama said, knock you out. So it was just yeah. for um, It is a great car song. Mm-hmm. So good. The The intro to the song is, a voice goes, just kick a little something from them cars that be bumping. And then LL Koji goes, all right, but they need a beat that they can front to. And then the bass comes in. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden you hear LL go, oh, that'll work. And it's just this, <laughs> I mean... Uh-huh. It's so bottom heavy that you're just yeah. like, you're just kind of really blown away by how funky and just bass thumping it is.
0: I think LL was trying to score with La Trim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. indeed. <laughs> um, but it's a great intro to an album. Yeah. Um, he had another one. This was, I almost went with, um, his, it, off of Bigger and Deffer, his second album, the first cut is on bad which is real good yeah um yeah, yeah but uh the booming system is one of my favorite LL songs if you play it in your car just like whoa it's so deep it is so funky cuz the song all the song is about is just i need a thick bass song yes. to yeah. play in my car and so that's the song
0: i i know LL by his Singles. I don't know LL's albums. Yeah, this is a deep and cut. So I've never heard of that, and I'm, yeah. I'm actually kind of shocked that the title track is not the lead off on that album. The title track is
1: uh, the first cut on side two.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, you know, that opens with him saying, "Don't call it a comeback." Yeah. And it's like this real aggressive. That to me, I I. Always assumed was the album. Yeah. opener. yeah,
1: that's uh, that's side That's too. a big surprise. Yeah, booming yeah. system. Check it out. I think I think you will really like booming system. Yeah, You'll I mean, be I like pleasantly LL, LL, su- yeah. yeah, you like LL anyway. This yeah. is LL way way funky for the cars. Um, I remember. I know the whole LL song by heart. It's great. Cool. I'll I'll definitely check. Yeah. It out. I should do a
0: deeper dive into LL Cool J someday. Anyway. That album is that album is killer. That's my favorite LL. Album. Yeah. All right, here's my number three, and it's the only hip-hop that I have on here. Oh, okay. From 1993. Ooh, exciting. Okay. I mean, I think, obviously, because of its position on the list, the the best hip-hop album opener of all time, and you're going to have a tough time arguing with me, man. Bring the Ruckus by Wu-Tang Clan. Ooh. From Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. Shit. Shit. I mean as a statement of purpose that's their debut album, of course. Yeah. As a statement of purpose with the band. Yeah. You know, I can't but the funny thing that. is, you know, I always when I think of how it opens, it, it comes in so hot. Yeah. And yes. then you have Rizza scream and bring the motherfucking ruckus, and then it opens with Ghostface's verse, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And but it doesn't actually start that way because it's Wu-Tang because of what RZA was doing. Yeah. It opens with a clip from an old Kung Fu movie where they talk yes. about your Wu-Tang style versus my whatever style. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I forgot that that's actually how it opens. That's that how it opens. makes it better. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't think I could argue with you on that <laughs> because I actually, for a while, I was going to put in, uh, I was like, oh, Public Enemy probably has one. Public Enemy's yes. first... Uh, side one, uh, cut ones aren't that good. No, like I thought maybe like Welcome to the Terror Dome would start. Welcome to the Terradome it doesn't. Or bring the noise. Yeah, no, none of it. Uh, so I I left them out. So I thought that might be it. Then you have other bands that, like as much as you and I both love Tribe, their first cuts aren't like. Statements. Yeah, I was like,
0: oh, what's the first track on uh, Midnight Marauders? And I was like, oh, Steve Biko. I was like, yeah. that 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 song's great. There's not a bad cut on the album. No, not no. It's not like a strong it's not a strong like no side one track one no it's a good song but as a side one track one i don't think it makes the cut
1: no 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 if, if you're making you're talking about making a statement that is spot on yeah i really want to argue with you on this but i, I have i i have nothing it's,
0: there's nothing <laughs> bring the ruckus man oh that is not i don't pull. think that was a single either it's not like i mean no. the, the the hits are cream right and, uh, and, uh, uh, uh 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 the method man song that i'm blanking yeah, on yeah m e t h o d man yeah that's the so one that's bigger I love. hits yeah it's it's not like bring the Ruckets was was a hit record or anything but as an album opener yeah forget about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's some good yeah. stuff and, there and the other thing about it is i, I love that's my favorite era of hip hop is the yeah. early 90s i think most people would say that yeah you know um biggie and tupac are coming up you've got all that native tongues yeah it's still consciousness there. rap the jazz yeah. rap i love all that stuff yeah but it's so i mean i hate to use the word dated because that sounds more dismissive yeah but it sounds it's dated if you hear a lot of hip-hop from 1993 it's dated some of it's even kind of quaint. like i love Dos effects that right? effects is fucking great, but when but when you listen, but when you listen to they want effects, you're like, okay. I mean, this isn't like it sounds like it's from when it's from.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'm gonna put money on that. 20 years from now, people are gonna be like Kendrick Lamar. That shit's corny. <laughs> I mean, but, it's good, but they're gonna yeah. like that sounds way 2015.
0: But that said, more than a quarter century later, you listen to Bring the Ruckus, and you're still like. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, it's not dated. It has not become quaint with age. It's a fucking punch in the face.
1: Yeah. It still gets you jacked.
0: Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
1: 100%. Definitely. That was a good pull. (laughs) Really good pull. I'm really happy about that. Um, My number three is the one that I don't know how you're going to feel about. Because we've never really talked about this artist, which is shocking. Because... It's a popular artist. I, I like him quite a bit and I have yet to talk about him. But my number three is uh, Are You Gonna Go My Way by Lenny Kravitz off his album Are You Gonna Go My Way. Okay.
0: Which was 92,
1: I think. Maybe that sounds right. That sounds Yeah.
0: Right. I didn't uh, know that that was the album opener. Yeah. But obviously that, I know that song. That's,
1: yes. my f- that's my favorite Lenny Kravitz song. Uh, I like a lot of Lenny Kravitz. I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the example of I remember when Lenny Kravitz came out he had the Let Love Rule album that I was like well this is some bullshit because um, I was like it's just oh it's hippie music to me and I was like oh this guy sucks and then the second album had the cut uh, It Ain't Over Till It's Over I like that song I like that song a lot and I was kind of like oh he's pretty good I guess he's going to be in my mind I was like oh I guess he's going to be like Kind of a an F-jam guy. I like that. And then I heard, are you going to go my way? And I was like, oh my God, this guy's awesome. I love him. Uh, it's a great way to start that album. I think it's the best song on the album. It's the biggest hit off the album. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but that thing just rocks. And to me, that's one of the like statement songs of like, okay, I can fucking rock. Watch this. I'm just about to kill it. Um, I've never gotten tired of that song. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my number. That's my number three, and I'm shocked that we haven't really talked about Lenny Kravitz that much at all.
0: Oh, I wonder if we haven't. I mean, have we never mentioned Lenny Kravitz? I mean, I'm we've not a big Lenny Kravitz fan, so I wouldn't. We've never like, like we've never talked about
1: him. Yeah, we've never we've never once on uh, on the show uh, played his music. Yeah, yeah, cool. But
0: uh, yeah, that's my number three. All right, number two. Is the only song on my list that I have featured on our podcast before. Oh. So I already know <laughs> that you hate it. Oh, hooray. It's called Only Shallow by My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> from yep. Loveless. Yep. 1991. What, what episode was that? I, that I was f- don't remember. I think guitar. I think yes. it must have been the guitar yeah. episode. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it's Ke- Kevin Shields, like, swirling. Yes. Um, I don't want to say psychedelic, because it's not psychedelic music, but it's sort of psychedelic. Yeah. It's headphones music. I think, in a loose way, I divide all my favorite music into headphones music and car music. And, yeah, uh, and yeah, I can see I that. would never listen to My Bloody Valentine while driving, but... It's, huh. It's great it- for lying down in a dark room... That's what you said.
1: Yes, that's right. That's right. So in some weird world Mm
0: -hmm. where
1: My Bloody Valentine is playing in someone's car that you're in, would you be like, this isn't right?
0: I think I would be. It's sort of like how I don't like to listen to jazz during the day. It's nighttime music. I can see that. I, I can support that maybe a sunday afternoon if it's sort oh. of like sm- smoother jazz or a mellower jazz but like yeah and it's a little I'm chilly not, out. i'm not gonna listen to like a hard bop album in the morning yeah while i'm working and i wouldn't listen to my bloody valentine while i'm driving it's just not okay correct it's know? not correct and I, and I wouldn't listen to the stooges while i'm having dinner like it's not, you know it's some things are not conducive to certain activities. Agree. There's uh, the time and place for certain different. types of music. Yeah. But, yeah I... but if anyone wants to hear me go on and on about the song Only Shallow by My Bloody Valentine, check out our guitar episode.
1: Yes. And I would say do what Paul does and just lie down in the dark, the dark with headphones on. and Yeah.
0: Or just like stand in a cold shower with all the lights off and stare into the middle distance. <laughs> and Think about... What you've done wrong.
1: And how you're never going to do anything right. <laughs> For an hour. <laughs> and that basically sums up the song?
0: <laughs> well, that just sums up what I've been doing since we've been
1: social distancing. Ooh, there's a question. Is it a good social distancing
0: song? Um, in what respect? I mean, There's a, a list idea. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking that. Songs about isolation we'll do that next time do you like that idea yes 100 percent, 100 percent. but i don't know what you mean in this case if it's a good social distancing song
1: i don't know it was just because the image of like lying down in the dark with headphones on listening to it
0: it's not depressing music i don't get okay. to give that impression like i said on the guitar episode even though it's really loud i find it meditative yes that's what you said it's just sort of this overwhelming wall of sound and then uh belinda's voice is so pretty sort of just riding on top of all these guitars Mm -hmm. that i just think it's really beautiful and i can sort of just kind of close my eyes and bliss out to that whole album that's crazy and that and that song is i mean talk about a statement of purpose that, that lets you in. that's one of those albums where like the whole album could almost be one long song it's Oh, okay. It's a very particular style that they have, but mm-hmm. um, but only shadows. the hit and the lead off. And uh, I love that song.
1: That's yeah. That's
0: my number two. That's number
1: two. Yeah. My number two is uh, a New Jack Swing song. And to me, it represents, I have a story behind it, but to me, this is the this is the New Jack Swing that's not been stepped on. It's the pure shit. <laughs> it hasn't been cut up. There's no it's baby, baby powder. There's no relaxing. 1989
0: New Jack Swing.
1: It's, it's 1988, and oh, it's man. by the preeminent New Jack Man. It's uh, Groove She's Me. Mm-hmm. No, Guy. Teddy right. Riley. Right. Um, this is Teddy Riley's group, Guy. Yeah, uh, The song is called Groove Me. It is 1988, uh, off their debut album uh, of the same name, Guy. And... Did we watch the video for that on our New Jack no. Swing episode?
0: No. Oh, did I? Okay.
1: I think I put a different. No, 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 no. I had to put Groove Me on. Oh, now I gotta go look. Um, I, we had Guy on the episode. We had Guy right? on. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, I would have to have. I think I did, or maybe I did something live. That song, uh, it's not. It's not my favorite song on the album. It's close, but it is the. It is another statement of purpose of like this is New Jack Swing. <laughs> you will like this. Go dance. Yeah. And it's called Groove Me. It's called so, Groove Me. Yeah. And the, uh, when I first heard it, I heard it uh, in 1989, I was late, because I was working in a record store in the summer of 89. And the other young guy and I were closing up the store. And I was talking about how much I liked Albie Sure and Bobby Brown. He's like, oh, you must like Guy. And I was like, who's Guy? He's like, you don't know who Guy is? <laughs> and... He went and got the CD, put it in, and cranked the stereo. And Groove Me played, and it mm-hmm. was really one of those "Stop what you're doing, things make sense now, mm-hmm. this is my life," and it was, <laughs> and it was Groove Me. And he's like, "This is," he's like, "This is New Jack Swing," and it was so loud and so good that the sandwich shop next door like came out and started banging on our doors going yeah fuck yeah this is a jam (laughs) they were like losing their minds because they could hear it next door this is back in chicago right this is back actually in cleveland in between uh my freshman and sophomore year of college i was working in a record store and uh yeah that's it is really one of those this is what this is not only what the album is about this is what new jack swing is all about um it's a jam
0: so would you say, like, if you had to rank moments in your life, like, when your kids were born, when you <laughs> met Anne, when you heard Groove Me by Guy? <laughs> uh, you put that in the wrong order. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't ordering <laughs> Uh
1: I would say, I'm going to say you Guy. You don't really have to order them. Oh, it's easy. It's
0: Guy, Anne, and then the kids. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, before I do my number one, I just want to make two points that you made me think of. Sure. Uh, one, I will always regret that I never worked in a record store. It's I don't want to now you because mm-hmm. at this point in my life, if I end up getting a job in a record store, things have gone deeply the, south. Things have turned. Um, but I never worked in a record store and I'm sad about that. And number two, I didn't even think of New Jack Swing when I was putting my list together. And if I Love Your Smile by Shanice is the first song on that album then it's my number one. Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> I would go so far as to say if I Love Your Smile is not a side one cut one that's a grave yeah. error yeah. <laughs> on, the sequ- on the sequencing of that album
0: yeah yeah uh, cause that song killer love that song but uh my actual number one number one side one track one is a song from 1967 Ooh, older and it is entitled kites are fun <laughs> by a band called the free design
1: oh, i figured it was from like...
0: their album kites are fun oh that, yes, which is Paul. their debut album it's their first song on their first album kites are fun i know you haven't heard it i don't think i played that one for you i played bubbles You you. played their Christmas song? I played their Christmas song on our Christmas uh, episode. And before that, I played a performance they did of a song called My Brother Woody. Yes. Which is also on the album Kites Are Fun. Okay. and it was the only video that existed of them performing.
1: That's right. And the only other song I know of them is I Found Love because I know it because of Yo Gabba Gabba.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think you've heard Kites Are Fun. I've not heard Kites Are Fun. I have to look that up. But if you're wondering at, uh, what it's about, it's about how fun kites are. <laughs> I love the free design. There's no other meaning. And I'm like, I'm really not even joking. Yeah. <laughs> Again, as a statement of purpose, you hear this song. It's so twee and it's, and, and, but their arrangements are spectacular. Their voices are spectacular. They're amazingly gifted musicians on their respective instruments. Yeah. And they're so mellow that I have fallen asleep to the album Kites Are Fun <laughs> many, many times because if I'm, you know, dealing with anxiety or I just can't get to sleep, I will put that on and it makes me so happy I feel like I've smoked a real fat joint right before going to bed, even if I'm completely straight. They, that said, I have also listened to it after I've smoked a big fat joint. And it's, I think Kites Are Fun is the perfect album to listen to while you're high. That's say that. hysterical. They,
1: <laughs> I, the more I – and I have not – uh, I don't dive deep, but mm-hmm. the more I know about the free design just from you and just because of the Yo Gabba Gabba song, I'm like, they're really good. Yeah. They're like straight up good. Like, not really just a, in, a iron, not in an ironic way at all and not in a like, oh, they're just so retro. They're just straight up good.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what the song is about a little more specifically without saying every lyric. I'll break it down a little bit. Okay, go for it. In, into segments like, A, kites are fun obviously that's i mean that's a g- statement g- of purpose and then b like describing a kite like it's colors and what it does <laughs> and then c there's a part where they go mom and dad and uncle bill don't realize that kites are fun so there's like a little rebellion in there yeah that's a little bit punk rock yeah honestly, the yeah race. they're they're like listen we're the younger
1: generation we like kites.
0: Yeah. we're just yeah but we don't care that mom yeah. and dad don't want us to fly kites. Yeah. This kites are fun. Yeah, this isn't your grandfather's kites. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: right. Uh, yeah. They're great. They're I'm, they're. Oh, they're really I'm good. so glad they're yeah. around. That's yeah. amazing. That's a good one. I got to look up that one. I I I really need to because you have not
0: steered me wrong on any free design song yet. <laughs> it's not as funky as Bubbles. No. The bass, the <laughs> bass doesn't get you going like yeah. it does on Bubbles, but Kites Are Fun is a really, a really beautiful song. Bubbles is good. Bubbles yeah, is a nice. good song.
1: Alright, my number one obviously is Prince. It was always, <laughs> it was always going to be Prince. Um, obviously because I love him, but because he has, and I've had conversations with friends of mine who are really into Prince. He has some killer... Uh, side one cut ones. I mean, he's got Sign of the Times, that's a big is, one.
0: Is Let's Go Crazy the opener on Purple? Rain. Yeah, which I is mean, a good. One. Yeah, that should honestly be on, on yeah, of our lists. <laughs> uh,
1: I didn't do it because it was a little too obvious. And I actually too like yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, like, uh, 1999 is 1999, uh-huh. yeah. so there's there's he has a ton of them, but I wanted to go slightly deeper and also, uh, because there's an explanation why my number one. For Prince is uh, Jam of the Year off the Emancipation album, Mm -hmm. 1996. Um, This was the big, quote unquote, comeback album Mm -hmm. because he stopped uh, writing Slave on his cheek and went by Prince. And he uh, did did the big, this is going to be a three disc, each disc, one hour long uh, opus and this is, uh, so
0: you, this is his album when he was Prince again not the artist formerly known as Prince. yeah correct Yeah,
1: correct so he's, he went to a different label he left Warner and all that so this was his first it was the first album of new music since you know he started because uh, during his end of Warner he was just throwing out songs from his vault like here there's my album fuck you
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and this one was all the new music and unfortunately he decided to make it three albums long uh, which was a mistake if he had done one album, it would have been one of his best albums. That would have been yeah. up there.
0: <clears throat> but there's so he, he much. He could have films. used some editing there. A
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah. It's way, way
1: long, and each, each song. There's songs that are like eight or nine minutes long, and you're like, dude, stop, <laughs> stop. I, I, yeah. I know you can. It doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Um. But Jam of the Year slaps. It is mm-hmm. a bop. It is funky. It literally sets up, I'm back, motherfuckers. Yeah. Look at this song. Oh, you thought I wasn't funky and that I kind of lost the step? Fuck you. Here's Jam of the Year. <laughs> Apparently, there's a story that he loved Jam of the Year so much and thought it was so funky that he would drive over to Terry Lewis's house and play it outside of his house, just crank it in his car, <laughs> just to egg him on going, listen to this motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and, and shocking, not shocking, and just dumb prince fashion he didn't release
0: it as a single i was that was my question i don't know that song and I...
1: no he went and released betcha by golly wow by the shylights his cover of as the first single which is a good <laughs> thing but you're like dude it's, it's right a there weird
0: choice yeah. it's
1: your first song yeah. and he didn't but uh people who really know prince and know emancipation are like oh yeah that's the jam it's, wait, are
0: you saying it wasn't a single at all, or it just wasn't no, the first single? No, it wasn't a single at all. Wow. Okay. Never released it
1: as a single, which makes no sense. Hmm. But it is, it's a statement of purpose song. And it's also, unfortunately, when you play it, you go, oh, this album is going to be ridiculously good. This yeah. is going to be amazing. I'm settling in. I can't wait. And then, unfortunately, because it's three albums, you go, okay. <laughs> uh, are you getting back to the Jam of the Year music? Because that was a killer song. Yeah, that's killer, but there's some filler. There's some filler. And so then there's other ones like, oh, okay. So nothing, unfortunately, really lives up to Jam of the Year. Yeah, Jam of the Year is so good, it doesn't belong on Emancipation, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> Look, here's the thing, though. Despite what you said. Yeah. If it's at the point where you've heard Jam of the Year, and then you're listening to the rest of the album, and you're only just figuring out that there's a lot of filler on this yeah. thing. You have only yourself to blame because you were at Tower Records, or you were at Sam Goody and you picked up that brick and you <laughs> knew that there were three CDs in there, Yes. and you bought it anyway. so:
1: Well, I was not not going to spend <laughs> 5499 on three CDs that I only needed one of
0: Wait 54 99: I think
1: it was like 50 bucks or something, yeah.
0: That is, oh.
1: It was expensive
0: That's like box set prices
1: Yeah Yeah It was it was, wow. it was a, And then I was like I'm buying it I don't care It's Prince I'm yeah. buying it um, <laughs> Well
0: when I said you I didn't mean you Because of course you Kirk are going to buy everything With Prince's name on it But I guess mean, One you know? One is at yes. Sam Goody Or one is at yeah. Teller Records And they buy that album
1: I mean that's That's the thing Because I mean You were there at the time too Where you know You go to a CD store And you are be like Oh I'm going to listen to this At the yeah. listening station and I oh, can yeah. imagine someone who's like, oh, Jam of the Year. Well, I'm buying it. <laughs> and then they get home yeah. and they're like listening to Holy River and Soul Sanctuary. <laughs> and, and, yeah,
0: the and 90s were terrible for albums in general where it's the peak of, you know. Yeah. One hit single on the album and, and you spend $20 on a CD. And then yeah, exactly. And then you tape
1: red. that one song and then yeah. that's it. That's it. Um, But Jam of the Year. uh, And
0: then MP3 downloads came along and killed all that. And the record companies wanted sympathy from us because they were tanking.
1: Yeah. Fuck them.
0: (laughs) That's another episode. Yeah.
1: They got got all my money.
0: Jam of the Year. Jam of the Year.
1: It's real good. Now, that one's also way long, too. I'm not going to hate
0: on it too much. It's like seven minutes long.
1: Oh, um,
0: now I definitely wish it was a single because you know there definitely would have been a radio edit.
1: Yeah, there's, and I'm it, a big it, fan of radio edits. I'm
0: I know because I'm short. not a purist about it. Take that, no. take that three minute long guitar solo and and give me the give me the crunchy yeah. stuff. It's yeah. just an extended
1: groove to dance to, so I don't get too mad on it. But I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you you could have made this four minutes and thirty seconds. It would have been right. fine.
0: I, my, I know that my rule applies much more loosely to R&B in general, because as you've pointed out, those long ass songs are there so you can dance to them. Yeah, exactly. You got to in the pocket before they, uh, you know, before the DJ takes it off. 100%. So, so I get that. That's fine. yeah. But now it's time for the music trivia quiz. This is the part of the mini episode when Kirk and I compete to answer questions from the music themed expansion pack for the board game Trivial Pursuit. It was published in 1985, so all of the questions are about music from before 1985, which makes it a challenge.
1: It makes it awful. Uh,
0: it's pretty tough. Since we're still recording since we're still recording in quarantine, say that 3 times fast. From our respective homes, we've invited my dad Tony to serve as our quiz master again. Welcome back, yeah. dad. Yeah. Glad to be here again. And the true champion. Yeah. And I now realize it was maybe not a good idea to invite to answer his own questions for fun. Yeah. Because it's just adding embarrassment. It's making me it's making me feel worse
1: than I already feel, Paul. Thanks. Oh,
2: yeah. uh, grasshoppers.
0: <laughs> uh, but the last time we played we tied again. Yep. Kirk and I did, so my winning streak still stands at one. Log jam. It's gonna be a while before I win those candies. It's
1: just like we're in every day's the same thing. <laughs>
0: All right, so Kirk, you're answering first. All right. Dad, hit him
2: when you're ready. Okay, Kirk? Yeah. Cover notes. It's one of your favorite artists uh, question. <laughs> what album did Bob Dylan scrawl Moonglow and Cast Iron Songs and Torch Ballads on? Uh, I'm sure everyone knows this, but... Uh, I
1: don't. Uh... I don't know any of his albums, so I'm going to say it's Subterranean Homesick Blues. Planet Waves. Okay. Ah. More reason to hate him.
0: That's the
2: album he put out on Asylum, remember, Kurt?
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did talk about that.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Your mother should know. She should know what Gershwin... Excuse me. What Gershwin premiere prompted Paul Whitman, or Whiteman, to admit... Somewhere in the middle of the score, I began to cry. Uh, Can you read that one more time, please? What Gershwin premiere prompted Paul Whiteman to admit, Somewhere in the middle of the score, I began to cry? Springtime in Paris. Rhapsody in Blue. That would have have been my guess, but only because it's the only Gershwin composition I can name. Uh, Okay, 50s. Who, according to Jackie Wilson, is really sweet, the finest girl you ever want to meet?
1: Oh, good Lord. I don't, uh, Jackie. Uh, um, boy, oh boy. Uh, I only know so very little Jackie Wilson. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just, just the wonderful world song, I think. Uh, or change is gonna come. Uh,
2: Mom. No, it is Rite Petite. Oh, oh, vaguely True. I know that song. Okay, Rite Petite. Okay, we're gonna move ahead ten years to the sixties. Who did Porter Wagoner introduce as Miss Dolly on his nineteen sixty-seven TV show? I, I'm going to say Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is correct. Oh, One okay one point one point <laughs> not shut out thank god after the Beatles what was Waylon Jennings dubbed after recording Steve Yo- Steve's young lonesome Henri and mean uh it's like the bad boy of country
1: I don't think that's exactly right but that's about, I'm going with bad boy of country
2: <laughs> an outlaw oh yeah that thing that's outlaw. right outlaw oh, yeah. country Okay, last question. After anything goes. Do singers use their voice boxes when they whisper?
1: <laughs>
2: no. Okay, so it's a 50-50 shot. Let's see Yeah. What you get. Yeah. No is correct. Oh, All God. right. Thought if I thought if I
1: said it emphatically enough, it would become true. Yeah. <laughs> you got right. two points.
0: Transubstantiate the ink on the back of the card. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I need three
2: to win. Three to win, Paul. And two for another time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> Cover notes. What famed R&B label did Leonard and Phil Chess form? Chess. Chess is correct.
0: Yeah.
2: Your mother should know. How many original Cole Porter songs made it to the movie? Excuse me. How many original Cole Porter songs made it to the movie from the play Gay Divorcee? I have no idea, so I'm going to guess zero. One. Ugh. 50s. How many times is the word dream sung to start, all I have to do is dream? Eight. Kirk, you want to take a shot at that? i we say four. Eight is correct. Oh. Oh. Okay. Is it tied now? Tied up. Tied right. up. Okay. Sixties. What Beatles song features Ringo Starr banging on an anvil? <sighs> I've never heard of that. I'm gonna guess Helter Skelter. No, it is Maxwell Silver Hammer. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> damn it! All right, I have one. I have one more. Right? No, you have two more questions. I have two oh, more. It's yes. oh, okay. so after, the, after the Beatles. Okay. What year did Andre Cost... Excuse me. Andre Costellansnets, <laughs> Montavani and John Bonham hear their last notes? Oh, 1980.
0: 1980.
1: 1980
2: is correct. Ah, oh, you won!
0: Right. Were there... was Did the card give me options? Or? No, that
2: was... Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, I win. Uh, one more win.
0: One more question. On one more this, question. This is, for, this is an expo mission.
2: Yeah. Which of Beethoven's concertos is dubbed the emperor? Multiple mm-hmm. choice. The third, mm-hmm. the fourth, or the fifth? The fifth. Fifth is correct.
0: Nice. Nice guess. Four.
2: All right, four.
1: Oh, four is a good win.
0: Four to two. All right. So, after... Four rounds. My winning streak has is a two two game winning streak. Yes, but two more,
1: two more. You get them sweet, sweet candies.
0: If I can win two more times without you winning, yes. (laughs) Uh, All right, Uh, but but now I'm going to ask my dad a card of questions for fun, just so he can show off because he's very good at this. Cover notes. What's the first cut on Kim Carnes' "Mistaken Identity" LP? This might be one Kirk knows that dad
2: doesn't. Uh, Benny Davis Eyes. You're correct. Yeah, that's (laughs) what
0: I was going to say. Well done. All right. Uh, Your mother should know. Who, in a Stephen Foster number, is urged, quote, List while I woo thee with soft melody. Who, in a Stephen Foster number, is urged, List while I woo thee with soft melody.
2: Uh, Diane. Beautiful Dreamer. Oh. Mm.
0: I feel like that's a misleading question because it makes you think it's a name. Yeah. It says who. Mm. Who. And the answer is Beautiful Dreamer. But anyway. 1950s. What musical outdid West Side Story for the Tony Award in the 1957 season? My father not famously a musical theater fan.
2: Uh, Oklahoma.
0: The Music Man.
2: Oh well, uh, My guess was Oklahoma.
0: Man. 1960s. What number did the Rascals groove in and People Gotta Be Free both reach? One. Correct. That's two. Two for the card. Two more. So you can time me. Yeah. You're good enough. You may be good enough to time me. <laughs> after the <laughs> Wow. After wow. the Jade. Beatles. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Confident. <laughs> yeah. After the Beatles, who noted, quote, Right from the start, the who's been consistent in only one way. We're consistently inconsistent. Who said that?
2: Say that again. Read the question. Who noted,
0: quote, right from the start, the who's been consistent in only one way. We're consistently inconsistent. Pete Thompson. Sorry, it was Roger Dalton.
1: Oh. Uh.
0: This is your last question for three points. What Italian virtuoso abandoned his violin for three years and played only the guitar? Italian virtuoso abandoned his violin for three years. I've never heard of that person. I've also never heard of the correct answer, which is (laughs) Niccolo Paganini. Paganini,
2: okay.
0: Paganini. You said it with such confidence I thought it was right. (laughs) So congratulations, Dad, for tying with Kirk yeah. on that <laughs> no, one. No, I think you won. I uh, only had two. Yes, and Dad got two. Oh, well. I thought you had three.
1: Oh, no, yeah, no, I'm no. not the big loser.
0: <laughs> we, <laughs> congratulations. But I'm Paul. the big winner. But I'm the big winner. <laughs> <call Yeah>. <laughs> uh, thanks again for being our quiz master, Dad. But that's the end of the mini episode. Bye. 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 All right. Well, we can call it. And if we need to do this again in a few weeks, we, we can do it again. Very good. But... Let's pause or stop